Thank you for tuning in to Take It or Leave It. Each week, Dynasty Coach A will throw out a hot take and tell you why it may not be as hot as you think. Now here's your host. Welcome in to Take It or Leave It. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the last episode about Austin Hooper. I know I got a lot of great feedback about it, so I do appreciate all of that. Uh, today we're going to be diving into another player that I think is uh, a little overhyped. And he is Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones is going as the 12th QB off the board in Dynasty Startups right now. He's also going as the 14th QB in redraft rankings on Fantasy Pros. So I just wanted to kind of you know get an idea of like if it was just a, a youth thing or if people were considering him like a, a solid QB for this year. And at 14th, I mean, people are considering him a solid QB for this year. He's almost in the top 12. And I think that's a giant mistake, especially in Dynasty. In redraft, I could see it. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the 14th QB, but I could see him being, I don't know, 17, 18, something around there. Uh, I don't think long-term it's a, it's a good thing uh, to have him on your team. And so I would definitely be looking to, to trade him as quickly as possible. Not for nothing, but, you know, try to get some value out of him. All right, so let's look at last season and what all the hype is about. Well, basically, the hype boils down to four good games. You might even say four great games because he was the number one, the number two, the number three, and the number one quarterback uh, in those four good weeks. He had 32.2 points against the Bucks, 28.2 against the Lions, 28.1 against the Jets, and 35.3 against the Redskins. Now, as far as their those defenses are, are concerned, the Jets were ranked 16th last season, the Lions 26th, Redskins 27th, and the Bucks the 29th worst defense. So I kind of just chalking that up to uh, you know, playing against some bad defenses and doing what you should do when <laughs> when you play against a bad defense, and that's you know do well. The rest of his games, so he, he only played 12 games last season, technically 13, but he barely played. He played like four snaps in week one, I think it was. So he played 12 games where he actually like you know took the majority of the snaps or all the snaps, and he had the four good games, and then the rest of his eight games, he averaged 10.9 points per week. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely would not be happy if I drafted a quarterback at uh, 14 in redraft leagues and I was getting 10 points a week out of them. Uh, definitely would not be happy about that. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying the 10.9 points is because if we look at his season last year, he he actually got pretty damn lucky, all things considered. He actually had 29 interceptable passes, which was fifth in the league despite only playing those 12 games, but he only had 12 interceptions. That's pretty crazy. And then you have a guy like Sam Darnold, who only had 22 interceptable passes and yet had 13 actual interceptions. So you can see that uh, some regression just in that will probably be coming his way. And if he's throwing, uh, you know, what was he on pace for? Probably 36 or, or more interceptable passes. He's probably going to be closer to that 20 interception range, possibly even higher than that. Then he had 51 danger plays, which was the second most in the league, despite only playing 12 games once again. For comparison, Jameis Winston had 66 danger plays in 16 games, and we all know where Jameis Winston is now. He's not no longer a starter. The point is that you have players like this. You can get some like decent weeks out of them. You can even get decent seasons out of them. 
but they're not long for this world. They're not ever going to get a second contract because they're not good. Uh, so I, you know, obviously he's only going into a second year, so it's not like you have to sell him the second, but I think his value is probably the highest it's ever going to be, uh, unless he just completely blows up. I mean, you know, he's being drafted as a top 12 quarterback. Uh, I definitely don't see it moving into the top six. So, you know, top five, I would just go ahead and, and sell him now. All right. So we had, obviously he's a rookie. And so we're going to give him a little bit of a of slack here, but he had the 29th overall true passer rating, 28th true completion rate, the 32nd red zone completion rate, the 28th deep ball completion rate, the 26th adjusted yards per attempt, the 23rd accuracy rating, and the 24th clean pocket completion rate. None of those are screaming top 12 quarterback, and none of those are screaming top 14 quarterback for 2020. But you're saying, but the Giants were really bad last year, so it wasn't Jones' fault, right? Well, why don't we go ahead and look at his college stats and see if we can gain any trust from those. At Duke, which obviously wasn't like a you know high-flying passing offense or anything like that, so it's not necessarily like the amount of attempts and completions. I don't really care about that. I care about his percentages. And he averaged a 59.9% completion rate in college, which is not good. A average 6.2 adjusted yards per attempt. Once again, very low, not good. And averaged 17 touchdowns and 10 interceptions per season. So it seems like these uh, interceptions are something com- you know going all the way back to college and probably something that aren't going away. And we know about the fumbles. So I'm pretty sure those fumbles aren't going away. Honestly, like Daniel Jones reminds me of a worse version of Jameis Winston. That's really all it is. Now, Jameis Winston had some value, especially last season. And so for fantasy purposes, like I said, I don't want you to sell away Daniel Jones for nothing. I just think we might be able to trade him away for somebody that's a little safer and still have a nice ceiling with some of the players that you can you know get in return. And then obviously, you know, like the, the theme of the show has been that you're trading them away and you're also gaining some other assets like a first or a second round pick or something like that. So the player that I'm thinking that you should be trading for is Teddy Bridgewater. All right. So Daniel Jones is going as the 12th quarterback in uh, Superflex Dynasty startups. And then you have Teddy Bridgewater going as the 23rd. Now, obviously, Bridgewater's older. He had the injury. Uh, major injury, but, you know, he played a decent amount last year. Didn't seem to be hampered by it at all. Uh, highly doubt he's ever going to be a rushing quarterback or anything uh, because of the injury, but we've seen that he can be a very safe and effective quarterback when he needs to be. Well, the thing is, the Panthers' defense is so bad that they're probably going to be throwing just like they were last year where Kyle Allen threw the, the second most passes in the league. Uh, I think he was at like 43 passes a game. And I don't see that changing for Bridgewater. So we know that he is a safe quarterback. He's not going to turn it over, at least not very often. And we know that he's going to be throwing the ball about 40 times a game. And we know that he has Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Ian Thomas. And now they bring in Joe Brady. And they're going to run that high-paced, like crazy offense. They might actually be above 40 plays a game. You know, they might be up to 45 or or 46. And, you know, if that's the case, then Teddy Bridgewater is going to put up some points. Now, I don't know that Bridgewater is a long-term asset either, 
So obviously there's other quarterbacks that you could probably trade for right now that, you know, might give you a little more longevity. I was just thinking like, I really think that Jones and Bridgewater are kind of going to be in like starting positions or starting roles for about the same amount of time. And that's probably about two more years. Um, I just think that Bridgewater is going to be a lot safer. He has better options to throw to. And he's the one that I would want on my team. I don't want those eight-point weeks, six-point weeks, and stuff like that from my quarterback. If you have that, you might as well just throw a running back in your super flex spot or something. And, you know, you might look at Bridgewater's season last year and say, oh, but he had a couple of those once he took over. Well, A, he wasn't the starting quarterback for the entire season. And B, the Saints weren't like that that high-flying, you know, past 40, 45 times a game. He, he never had 40 attempts in any game. And there might not be a game where he has under 40 attempts this season. So the chances of him having those eight-point weeks and stuff like that are, are probably going to be pretty slim. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't have a 12-point week or, or anything around there, but I just, like I said, I believe in the talent of the players around Bridgewater much more than I do. Sorry to all you Darius Slayton fans and <laughs> and uh, Evan Ingram, you know, for the, for the four games that he's actually healthy. You know, that might work out too, but not something that I can actually get behind. All right, so I looked it up in the same calculator I've been looking at for the other ones, and it was saying that you could get Bridgewater and 204 in return for Daniel Jones. Um, that actually sounds low to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really low on Jones, um, and I think that people are way too high on him, but I feel like he's very hyped right now, and I actually think that you might be able to get a first-round pick, on obviously a late first, but a first nonetheless on top of Bridgewater. And then, you know, whether you've, you've probably had your drafts at this point. So, you know, you're probably talking about 2021 first. But, you know, that's something you can use to gain assets in, in the future or or even go get that quarterback that you, you know, will probably need in a year or two. While this might not be like a long-term fix for you, uh, you know, hopefully it'll get you a little more stability at that position. And then, like I said, you know, you're getting a, a late first, early second return that you can use to, uh, you know, really help your team and, and possibly take that next step you know if you're contending you can even be more dominant and if you're you know if you're rebuilding or like in a partial rebuild or something like that maybe it'll get you to contending so that's my take on daniel jones obviously you know there's going to be some people out there that are going to disagree with me yeah i'm used to it at this point <laughs> but hopefully you have a little bit better of an understanding of why i'm not exactly excited about him and why i'd be looking to trade him away uh, if you are able to trade him away, or if you refuse to trade him away, I guess either way, let me know. But whether you love it or hate it, you got to take it or leave it. Yeah.